Hey yo, hey yo, listen. Yo, what's good? You're listening to Sin. 90.7. Hip, hip hop, hip hop anonymous. Damn you! You get hit the easy one. You're listening to Sin Hip Hop. Yes, get it. <laughs> okay, today on the Sin Hip Hop Show on 90.7, we have the one and only Mizuki. She's just dropped. Her new single, Block Party, which has been received really, really well. It's got a huge amount of streams already. We have her in the studio today. Everyone say hello, Mizuki. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Thank you for that lovely intro, David. That's, that is absolutely okay. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show. I think, just firstly, I think you're one of the one of the brightest uh, rappers in general coming up at the moment. So, super awesome to have you on. Let's... Uh, Let's start from the start. How did you get okay. into music? How did you get into music? What are some of your inspirations? What what got you into the scene? Okay, let's go to the start. Let's rewind. Let's rewind. <laughs> All the way back. So I, I started rapping um, when I was 12. So mm-hmm. it's been a minute. So mm-hmm. I can actually remember the moment when I decided that that was what I was going to do. Um, I was watching, I was a huge Chris Brown fan at the time. So yeah. I remember I was like home from school one day watching Chris Brown in concert. <laughs> and then this like kid rapper came on to open for him and he was about the same age as me. And I just thought, like, thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I remember seeing that and I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm going to do. And then I was so excited. I like went to Google and I was like, how to rap and <laughs> just like <laughs> reading how to rap and like starting to rhyme words and that's like yeah that was the moment for me where it all began <laughs> you did you mess with like like uh not like mike Lil bow wow because he started young a hundred percent little bow wow was like literally around that time that was like the next rapper i went to that was like the first rapper i like was listening to and like yeah a hundred percent i was like rapping all of little bow wow's verses and doing that whole thing he was huge at the start yeah when I when I first saw Like Mike and I heard that song, we're playing basket, that one, I for I reckon for at least like a month, I would wear like the really baggy NFL jersey and like the sweatband around my head and I'd just wear it like on weekends. People thought I was crazy. Yeah, it was swag at the time, right? Fully. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure it didn't look that great to regular people, but... <laughs> But that's really cool. So you've been you've been super passionate about about music and and rapping for like a minute. So since you were twelve years old. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just evolved over time. But um, yeah, the certainty has stayed with me for sure. How do you think uh, your sound has like evolved since? Do you do you remember any rhymes that you have you wrote as a twelve year old, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old? Yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. I had. I was releasing singles like when I was 14, 15 as well. So I'm sure like if you go into the abyss of YouTube, you'd find some things, but <laughs> it's definitely evolved a lot. Um, especially like back then I was really into like the jerking sound and waves. So the style of music was more in like a jerking sound back mm-hmm. then. But um, yeah, it's definitely evolved heaps to to incorporate singing and R&B and pop and and yeah, as I've grown in my journey, it's definitely expanded from there. Yeah, cool. And so 
you've been you've been at this for a while now. Tell us what is like some of your best experiences um, in the music industry so far. It can be anything. Just a moment that you were in it and you were like, "Wow, like this is really happening right now." Mm. I think there's a lot of them. Um, always listen, like hearing my songs on the radio for the first time is a huge one. Um, that, that That's always quite special um, as well as, I know a huge moment, this was like a while ago, but it was when I was on X Factor and the first performance we did at the live shows, like the after the performance and when the audience kind of just all like stood up and we had like this standing ovation moment and everyone was just screaming. And in that moment, I was like, that was such a great, feeling to experience and that's very vividly etched in my mind um as well as probably just like random experiences on my travels when I've been overseas and um ended up working with like different producers and I think one of the biggest adventures and the coolest moments was when I ended up in Sedona in Arizona um (laughs) just like this red rock uh like I don't even know how to explain it like mountain rage almost but also Mm -hmm. with like the spiritual vortex energy and I just synchronistically ended up there working with this amazing producer who also worked with um Madonna and the Jacksons back in the day and I think just being there in the stillness and even writing and recording songs that like moments like that I feel like that was also very special Mm. um yeah because I started singing more then and that I've definitely taken with me into the music I make now yeah, cool. Do you, let's segue into that a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your experience on X Factor. And like, obviously that is a really public kind of drawn out thing. What was it like being on X Factor and even being a part of that? Oh, that was a great experience. I mean, I was um, 18 at the time. So it was just a kind of, are you sure this is what you want to do with your life? And it was definitely, yeah. So I felt like I was, it was a really great experience to kind of get a, sneak peek into what uh making art and music would look like once you are kind of like more successful with it and it was like so is this what you actually want your life to be so I think experiencing all of that I really got to know that the industry was actually for me and it really fit in well for me so it was more affirming that I'm making the right decisions in the direction I'm going so yeah yeah And I know that is like, especially just musicians that I know that are kind of at that crossroads where you need to either take it seriously and do it full time or like keep the day job. And that's a really daunting like time for people. So I feel like having that X Factor experience is really kind of affirming that and knowing like this is exactly what I want to do. That would have been like really, really powerful. Oh, a hundred percent. Extremely powerful. Um, just really got me back into alignment with everything and then even the post experience of finding myself as like who am I like now that I've come off the show and been like molded in a sense to fit in what whatever I am but who am I really and what's my story as a person and who am I becoming and what do I actually want to share with the world and how do I want to express myself so I think not only was the x-factor experience very key but the time after that and I ended up um moving to London and doing a lot of overseas travel and like I went kind of around the world a little bit but that really helped me grow into who I really am without mm-hmm. everyone else's expectations which has been so helpful coming to this stage where I can actually 
yeah, I know who I am, so I can put music out anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. I think <clears throat> like authenticity is so key in the music industry now. So if you do have such a really good grasp on who you are as a person, you've been through a few things already. I think your music's only going to get better because of that. Mm, definitely, a hundred percent. Just like create some more depth to it. For sure. Yeah, for mm. sure. Now let's get a little bit more serious just for a moment here. Um, yeah. A question that I did want to, I really did want to ask you, have, what have you, have you faced any challenges being a, a female in the hip hop scene as a rapper? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'd say probably at the start when I was first launching Mizuki was probably a bit more difficult, but I think now that I've established myself more in the scene, um, I'm not really encountering that anymore. So I think it's being taken seriously at the start when you're first coming, but then there's kind of like approving yourself. And then when you get to that stage, it's kind of settles down. So um, that's probably the only thing I can think of. But um, yeah, no, I, I don't think so, so much anymore. I think it's very, the scene seems to be quite inclusive of females now. And that we're doing like, everyone's doing a really good job to make sure there's at least like a couple females on a lineup now and yeah. really um, supporting the females just as much as the guys. So I think that's shifting a lot now. I think it's also huge that you have, I mean, especially in Melbourne, you have a few female um, rappers that are really doing really, really, really well. Like yourself, um, Sophia, Jeswa, some of these guys are absolutely killing it. And they're just mm. paving that path to make it so mm. it's just like, it's open. Anyone can do it now. It's mm -hmm. like not even a second thought. 100%. This definitely takes those pioneers to come through and show that it's possible. And I think even in like, um, you know, those names that you mentioned 100% in Australia and then even, you know, globally, I think with the shift in a lot of females, like, there's a lot of female hip hop artists nowadays compared to say 10, 15 years ago when I was yeah. doing Nicki Minaj, you know? Definitely. Mm -hmm. We've had, a, we've, we've talked about yourself, some of your experiences um, in your career so far, but now let's talk about the music. Tell us a little bit about your new song, Block Party. Were there any, um, tell us about like, what were you feeling when you were writing it? What are the inspirations behind it? Um, give us a little bit of that. 100%. So Walk Party, um, it's a huge single for me because it was the first, well, one of the first songs I recorded post the whole COVID thing. Mm -hmm. So it was so exciting to be able to get back into the studio with a producer rather than doing everything, you know, via email. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to, it was really important to me because I just released the Power Moves EP and that was a lot uh, more introspective and it kind of told more about my journey. So it was important for me to just uh, put something out that was going to be fun mm -hmm. and that people could dance to so yeah no I'm happy with how it turned out I referenced like an older song that I'd made um, that had just a really pumpy excited vibe and I wanted to create something like that so yeah I'm super happy with how it's come out I work with um, Hamley on it and he's just an amazing producer mm -hmm. and that was our like our first session ever together and we oh, ended really? up pumping that out in like half an hour so <laughs> it's pretty crazy um, Hamley's done a lot of cool stuff in Melbourne, hasn't he? He just did that song with Stan Walker and is it Phila or Fia? Yeah. Um, he, so he, how did you guys like link up? What's the story there? Um, we actually got introduced to each other through a mutual friend a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but I ended up, it was just kind of like a producer tag. I was working with one producer who was working with another mm. and I ended up working with the other producer and then he's friends with Hamley 
so he hit me, like hit me up as well okay like I heard your stuff let's work on something so it was kind of like a long time coming because we had been back and forth um wanting to do something but it just kind of timed out perfectly um mm. and he reached out and we just went over and made some bangers made two singles in that first night yeah in one night in one night yeah it was uh, uh, a party uh, another single which you're going to hear soon as well and that was just in the first meetup so there was a good chemistry a hundred percent it was very effortless and that, that was really great yeah yeah that's awesome and I feel like that's what you need you can't have it you can't be forced or anything if it's very uh you know loose I guess very casual the best stuff's gonna get made a hundred percent that's when you know it's good when you don't have to force things and it just kind of flows yeah we're mm. both really happy like what we created I think and tell us um how does block party differ from some of the music you've released in the past yeah okay um so power moves was primarily recorded like at my house in my home studio so mm-hmm. uh even taking it away from my home studio and to like yeah. a better studio not that my home studio is not good but um, it probably has a good music. character 100 percent, and i feel like that's kind of what power moves was is like more character it was more like organic like we'd record things and have it would be birds like tweeting on the outside and we'd like chirping on the outside and we'd like allow that to be in the song because it just like added layers of textures and things like that I think um it was more of a artistic um I don't know it didn't really have as many limits on it limitations on it in a sense it was just me speaking but um block party I was like I want to make a bang out that like everyone can vibe to you know um yeah I think it was intention as well Mm. yeah sick and was the was that the kind of feeling you would get during was that the feeling that you got during COVID that you just wanted to get out and that's why you wrote something that was a bit more of a a bit more dancey a bit more boppy a hundred percent I think yeah I think we're all kind of over just being in home and it just was the most logical thing to do it's like I'm ready to like extend my energy outwards and go out and have a good time and I'm sure a lot of people are feeling that so I feel that was where my headspace was at Mm -hmm. so it just kind of yeah my headspace definitely shifted from introspective to like let's get it (laughs) (laughs) let's get it (laughs) big party big money let's go (laughs) we gotta get that bread we gotta get that bread gotta hustle during COVID now this is obviously something that you've probably been asked about a million times already but during COVID, I know a lot of artists probably didn't do much. Some artists hustled hard and got heaps of stuff done. Where did you kind of sit on that on that scale? Yeah, um, I did a lot during COVID. I definitely, the shows thing, that was the biggest kind of adjustment. Like, okay, now we don't have shows coming in, so what's the new direction going to be? So I, I got into a lot of songwriting and um, songwriting for film and television and just things that were kind of different. I was like, how can I branch out and um, do other things and still be creative with my time? So I definitely was productive during COVID. And I think had it not been for that, I wouldn't have um, achieved all, like I would have been in a completely different trajectory. I wouldn't have even looked into some of the things that I'm now doing. So I think it was beneficial ultimately for me personally. 
Is there anything like super interesting or unique that you did during COVID that you'd want to share? Um, I'm sure there is. I'm just trying to think on the spot. Like, oh, so there must have been a few different things. You were chopping and changing. <laughs> like, obviously not too many things, but there were were in the house and <laughs> no. Sorry, I don't have an answer for you for that one. I actually bought a sewing machine during COVID. Oh, did you? During lockdown, oh, I bought a sewing machine. Awesome. I learned how to sew. I love that. That's cool. How'd you go with it? I actually went pretty well and I yeah. have continued doing it. I don't do it as much. It is a little bit on time consuming, but it's quite therapeutic. You know? I can imagine it would be quite meditative. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did you sew anything? I did. I actually sewed a few different things. I don't plug myself, but if you check out my Insta, David Zaitsman, you can see. You can see I, okay, uh, <laughs> I did a few things. Mizuki, we've been on the, we've been talking for almost like half an hour now. Let's mm-hmm. uh, wrap it up. Tell us, you got a minute, plug yourself, everything you've got going on. Uh, no ticket prices. Everything else is free. <laughs> no Everything else is, is, is all right. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm Mizuki, if you don't know, and that's spelled M-Z-U-K-I. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, all DSP platforms, TikTok. Go make a TikTok to block party <laughs> if you want. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at It's Mizuki, I-T-Z-M-Z-U-K-I. Um, there's a new single coming soon so watch out for this space and until then enjoy block party watch this space everyone Mizuki thank you so much for coming on the show I really really do appreciate that I'll be the first one jumping on that Instagram to chop a follow and now I am uh, officially watching this space very exciting very exciting waters amazing thank you so much David appreciate you having me that wraps up that interview, Sin Hip Hop Fam. But don't you worry, there's plenty more. You can always listen into our show from 8 p.m. every Wednesday on 90.7 FM or sin.org.au. In the meantime, have a look at our socials. Just search Sin Hip Hop on Instagram, Facebook, and Omni.